Hi everyone, I'm Dave Aldridge, this is Deeper Centile. I'm keeping it short and sweet and regular throughout the month of August. I've aimed for a short episode every day, I'm managing that so far. I think I'm picking up a couple of new listeners, maybe around the reviews I'm doing of, of King of Dungeons, which will carry on for a little while. You may notice that I do like to receive call-ins and I play the call-ins and I try to respond to those that I receive. You can do this via the Anchor app and you don't need to be an Anchor podcaster to do it. To make that easy for you, I've put a link in the show notes. If you follow that link, you can leave me a message if you want to know more about my, my views on that game or, or any of the other things I talk about. I'm really keen to get those call-ins, so please do follow the link and leave me a message. Come in, my child, out of the cold and listen how the story's told. From fairy tales to happenstance, the dice rule every random chance. Take off your coat and stay a while, we'll roll in that deep percent time. Just a short one from me today. You might notice it's gone out a couple of hours later than the other ones I've managed to do in August. Today was the first difficult day. I normally have things queued up in advance. And it's really just because, although I'm technically on holiday, uh, you never have quite as much time as you think you're going to have. So I've just struggled to get a few moments together. But I have managed to get something out today, even if it's a bit later, uh, entirely thanks to the call-ins I've received, so thanks very much for those. And the first batch of call-ins I've got are all responses to my episode on board games, family board games. I've got Joe here from Wheel or Woe and Hindsightless, followed by Arfed, followed by Spencer Free Thrall from Keep Off the Borderlands. And excuse me, because I'm pushed for time, I'm going to queue them all up, all three, and then respond to them afterwards. But thanks very much, Joe, Arfed and Spencer. Dave, I totally meant to call in about the board game thing, but Arfed beat me to it and listed almost every single game I was going to list. So I fully endorse his much more informed opinion than mine. Um, so go with that. There's also a super fun game, a uh, cooperative game called um, Forbidden Island, and there's also Forbidden Desert. Those are both really good. And if you can find it, and it's not in pretty, you can maybe find it on eBay or something, an old school game called Fireball Island, man. I played that as a kid and I absolutely loved it, dude. It was the coolest game. If you can find it, look it up online. You'll see it and you'll understand why I think it's so rad. So sorry I got, you know, a little late on this one, but hope that helps. Peace out. Hi, Alfred here. Uh, just listened to your board game episode and you were talking about Pandemic. Um, massive franchise, really popular board game out there. Uh, must have sold millions of copies across all the different versions they've done now. Um, there must be six, seven, eight different versions. Um, the original one was a good, good one for starting, but um, I got a bit bored of it after a while. Um, my brother's got the Iberia one, 
which just adds a few little extra rules and it just makes a massive difference. So if you ever do get one of the Pandemic board games, just be careful which one you get because um, some have got a little bit of extra rules and, and just make the game much better. For me, uh, Iberia being one of my favourites. Um, the Legacy ones, really great fun, but it's a one-time playthrough and it is quite a lot of games to get through. Cheers. Hey Dave, just been enjoying your family board game episode and uh, yeah, it would have been something I'd like to contribute to but I've only just kind of got into that sort of stuff myself. Uh, me and my wife really enjoy playing uh, Pandemic, just the two of us, so I mean there's an idea for you if, if it doesn't uh, appeal to the whole family. But uh, yeah, and I wonder how much, how well that would translate to young children. Just the idea of saving humanity from being wiped out by disease. Uh, but there is a new version of it called Fall of the Roman Empire. I wonder whether that might come across a bit better to the younger members of the family. Um, certainly, if they're interested in you know history. But um, yeah, it's supposed to be a really good version of the game um, comes highly recommended yeah thanks all a uh, couple of recommendations around pandemic um, I've looked into this I've actually had it on my iPhone for a long time a version of it um, and not been sufficiently inspired to explore it exploring it this morning I think it's one of those ones that you've really got into and play before you can see what's going on there um, yeah as you say, our feds, it's a little bit abstract, I think, the idea to um, to engage my younger players, except, Spencer, I'm excited by the suggestion of a Rome-based version. That appeals to the classicist in me, and I, I, I imagine it would be a much more um, concrete kind of situation that the younger players could get into. So... Uh, I may explore that, but I'm going to muck around with the versions of Pandemic I've already got first to see if I can understand the game itself. Forbidden Island is a cheaper game, so I've put that on my birthday list as well, and we'll see how that goes. Um, I've just looked up Fireball Island and seen that it's been it's been recreated and re-released, actually. Uh, it does look like it has lots of marble-related fun. Yeah, so thanks for those recommendations as well. Oh my goodness, it's Liren. You sound so exasperated with yourself when you jump in with that edit. <laughs> hey, at least you caught it. You know, a couple times I've released podcasts that said things in them that I had to go back and add something to. So, go you, catching it before you'd published it. <laughs> You're doing better than I am. I have a terrible habit of being in a hurry and not listening to my episode before I publish it. I have gotten better about that because I really hate the skipping. So, but I still do that if I record it outside of Anchor and I, I'm in a hurry. You know, I don't have a whole lot of free time. So sometimes they go out and hopefully someone calls and tells me if I have a big boo-boo in there. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was cute. So I thought I would call. 
Yeah, so thanks, Lira, for the calling. Glad I amused you. I got a couple of other comments about my frustrated edit. Regular listeners will notice that I am prone to the spoonerism. Often, I don't pick it up. When I do pick it up, I am exasperated with myself. How did I manage to talk for 10 minutes saying completely the wrong word? <laughs> that was actually a relatively minor one, but it did wind me up. Got another one from Liren here. Liren does the updates from the middle of nowhere podcast and also you might notice does a few of my, my intros and links. Thanks very much for those Liren. I'm still enjoying them. Hi Dave, it's Liren. You know, I'm wondering if there are um, like blurbs about the world in that book, in the King of Dungeons book. I have never seen it, so I don't know, but... If you were going to hand over control for a montage, I mean, I would think if there was flavor text, that could be a really easy way to give people a sense of what's in the world, at least. You know, I'm not familiar with most of the tropes of role-playing games, other than just, you know, a very kind of shallow familiarity of what, what things are called. And so sometimes I struggle with that. And when I was at DuxCon, I had already looked over blood and snow before I played in my husband's games of it and I was really happy I did because I had an idea of the flavor of world that he was going for and my husband did a good job of describing it too. Yeah thanks for this Liren on flavor text so well I'll say a bit more about this uh, in I've, I've probably got one or two more episodes on king of dungeons i hope to get all the rest done in one but it might spill over to two but yeah there are bits of flavor text scattered throughout king of dungeons but it's not a fluff heavy book what bass spends most time on is describing this structure a game structure which revolves around the guilds um, and the adventuring parties which exist as real organisations in the game and in fact the King of Dungeons is both the name for the GM but also is an entity that exists in the game which the uh, players can even aspire to becoming. But in terms of game world, um, some of the art um, is evocative of a few things so there's one there's one picture which has these this this city with very tall towers and then these sort of rocket powered dirigibles flying around it um, he mentions that there's black powder uh, he offers you the well six very standard fantasy races he calls them cultures but then but then says of course you can jettison then and, and come up with your own cultures which might all be human cultures um, and he spends a lot of time describing various other guilds, so other kind of rival adventuring parties that you might encounter. But in terms of the world itself, um, he's, got, he's got a few bits of flavour text, but they're really to try and give you an insight into the classes, which again are an important part of the game structure. But he doesn't really want to say very much about the game world, providing you're happy that your world can accommodate this structure of guilds. Um, the game can be dropped into whatever ready-made game world you've got or whatever sort of emerging game world you want to design. Now, this is a really um, appealing thing for experienced GMs who often want to develop their own world or, or drop, a, drop a set of game rules into an existing game world. Um, but it does, it does just make the, the sort of give and take of coming up with the with the um, the encounters that might happen in that world it makes it a little bit of an unknown quantity um, I like to I like to give a sense of the game world by by telling my players which which of my <laughs> of my computer games I'm currently influenced by so my 
my King of Dungeons world will be in- influenced by the computer franchises Thief, Dishonored, and Assassin's Creed. And anybody who's played a couple of those games will immediately get a sense of the kinds of um, charters, as they're called, and the kinds of interactions that I intend for the game. But still, the idea of the montage, I'll talk a bit more about this when I finish the King of Dungeons review, the idea of the montage, just the the amount of player control of the narrative that that gives away um, well we'll just have to see how it pans out really thanks for the call in Liren. closing with a longer one from my buddy Arlen buddy and GM Arlen from live from Pelham's Wasteland podcast Arlen's got some interesting things to say about the game I'm glad if I've got you interested in that Arlen and led you to think maybe slightly differently about the Archmage engine uh, I've got more to say about some of the interesting mechanics in my last couple of King of Dungeons episodes probably and hopefully uh, we might manage to get a game together relatively soon uh, and on saying that I'm going to let Arlen close the show. Thanks for the call in Arlen. Hey Dave, uh, it's Arlen. I'm, I'm digging the discussion of King of Dungeons um, which is cool because I so... I haven't really gotten into 13th Age at all, basically because what I heard about it was that it did kind of super-powered, high-heroics D&D better than D&D, and that is kind of what I don't like as much with D&D, is I I really like the kind of gritty, dangerous lower levels more than the the sort of, especially in in certain 5th edition... um, mm. In, in certain versions of D&D where your characters feel uh, more like the Avengers than kind of gritty, you know, heroes scraping the earth to try to get by and all that sort of stuff. But um, I'm really digging. I, there's some really cool mechanical stuff that you're talking about, and that makes me excited as somebody who, as you know, is a little bit of a mechanics guy, Um yeah, it's it's cool to hear, and I'm glad that you're doing the every day in August thing. Um, that's really cool. You know, it's it's uh, I have not been posting a lot of stuff on the podcast, although I have been doing RPG Day on Twitter, which has been pretty fun. But um, yeah, I'm I'm digging the content. I'm digging hearing about king of dungeons and um yeah it's pretty cool i might have to put that one on the list and uh you know see about getting getting my hands on a copy so yeah see you man oh if you want to follow arlen's rpg a day tweets he's at cows from pals that's p-o-w-y-s-r i'll I'll put it in the show notes for you (laughs) catch you soon thank you for listening if you'd like to contact dave please leave a message on anchor email dpercentile at gmail.com or find him on twitter at d underscore percentile